wintertime and golf aren't necessarily two words that mix. Now, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, hey man, it's December, I'm putting my sticks up until that nice spring day in late March or early April, but you shouldn't do that. No, wintertime is an excellent time to play golf, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you five of my best wintertime tips to keep your game smoking hot while your buddies are chilling on the couch. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake here with the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 14. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited about this episode. So before we dive in, I wanted to mention that I am hosting a giveaway over on my YouTube channel, Rough Golf. I'm going to be doing a live stream to explain everything Monday, December 5th at 5.30 p.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. Please hop on over there and join me so that you too can be entered to win the Golfmas Giveaway. Yes, that's what I said, Golfmas Giveaway. It's going to be awesome. Now, let's get right into the five top tips for wintertime golf. Wintertime golf is a fantastic time to play because there are so few people on the course and you have ample time to get out there and practice. You've got other great things like wintertime greens fee rates, which are often cheaper than the summer rates. Why? Because there are fewer people that play golf in the winter. So your wallet's going to thank you, bro, if you get out there and enjoy those wintertime greens fee rates. So aside from having fewer people on the course, being a cheaper time to play, there are many other benefits to wintertime golf. It keeps your skill set strong through the winter months when everybody else is just chilling and relaxing on the couch and not really concerned about golf. And they're going to be nice and rusty come spring when you are going to be like all loose and warmed up and like ready to rock and roll and you're going to be making pars and birdies in no time. So with these five tips that I'm about to give you, your game is going to thank you for it, and your friends are going to be impressed and going to be saying like, "Hey, man, what what were you doing? What, what did you? How did you get to this point?" And I mean, it's so early. I don't understand. Here it is, the first day of spring, and you're already like crushing the ball, and I can barely get it off the first tee. Well, that you know what you're going to do. You're going to say, "You know what? You should have played golf through the winter time." And uh, I've got a perfect podcast here for you to give you some of those wintertime tips for next winter. So the first top tip that I have for you today for wintertime golf is to adjust the loft on your driver. Now, many of us have adjustable loft drivers. It's become pretty much the industry standard in the past few years. And let's talk about why you would need to adjust that driver. Well, the ground in wintertime is what? Cold, wet, muddy, just it's all around nasty. Okay. So if you are hitting your driver, let's say it's tuned to, you know, nine degrees and that's your standard loft when you are playing during the spring or the summer or the fall, your ball flight is going to fly a certain way, hit the ground and then have pretty good amount of rollout. You know, that, that happens, especially midsummer when the ground's nice and hard and compact, that ball's going to smack and roll out. So you're going to get some extra yardage there. In the wintertime, that's not going to happen. It's going to thud into the ground and because it's cold and wet and muddy. You've got all that stuff that's creating resistance on the golf ball. It's going to slow it down. So you're not going to have the run out that you would like you would experience in the spring or the summer or late fall. So adding loft to your club means that that ball is going to go higher and travel further in the air to compensate for the lack of run out that you have once the ball hits the ground and then gets you know stuck in a big old mud hole or 
a gopher hole or something. I don't know. But now the second thing that you are fighting against is the cold, dense air of wintertime. When the air becomes more dense, the ball is going to have more trouble traveling through the air because there is increased resistance. And because of that, the ball is going to go less distance. Okay, it's just a plain simple fact of playing in the wintertime, but that's okay. Don't get discouraged because by adding loft to your driver, that is going to help compensate for that cold, dense air and send the ball higher than it would if you were staying at that lower loft like 9 degrees. So, so as far as increasing the loft on your club, you maybe want to go half a degree to a full degree depending on how cold the temperatures get. I always bump it up just a full degree. I go ahead and give myself plenty of loft and that really helps me out off the tee in wintertime. So there you have it, tip number one. Rolling into tip number two, we talked about how the ground is cold and wet and muddy. Well, not only the fairways or the rough or the hazards, which I spend a lot of time in, but also the greens. The greens are going to be cold and wet and they're not going to offer the rollout that you would hope for like you get in the spring and the summer and the fall. So my second tip is to ditch the wedges in and around the green. Now you may be thinking, bro, you sound crazy. Why would I ditch my wedges into the green? And I'm not talking about from 70 and 80 yards out when you're making those approach shots. I'm talking about if you land short of the green and you're around the green, around the fringe or anything like that, don't use wedges. Go to the bump and run instead. And the reason being is because if you hit a wedge and you don't hit it exactly where you want it, that ball is not going to give you the run out that you would get in the spring and summer months because of the cold, wet ground. The ball's just going to strike and not roll as far. And that means that you have to be really, really good at hitting that ball close to the pin with that wedge. But you can avoid all that. You can avoid all the stress, all the club breaking, club throwing, all that dangerous stuff that comes with bad golf, and just focus on the bump and run. The bump and run is a much better option during the wintertime months. You take out your 7-iron, your 8-iron, even a pitching wedge. You take any of those three clubs and they are going to offer you the loft and run out that you need during these cold months. You know, I take my 7 or 8-iron if I'm just trying to get over the fringe. Let's say you've got a bunker that you have to get over. Grab the pitching wedge because that's still going to give you a lot more run out than say a 56 or a 60 degree wedge. Using a 60-degree or 56-degree wedge is just not going to give you the same result that it would in the spring or the summer. Trust me, go with the bump and run. Your short game will thank you for it. Now, tip number three. This one, you know, I don't know, maybe you're already doing this. I'm not exactly sure because I'd played for years and, and never really considered doing this. Um, I think maybe it might have been more of an ego thing than anything, but tip number three, in colder weather, switch to a lower compression golf ball. Now, I know, I know you guys are going to say, but hold on, man. I like playing the Titleist Pro V1 or the Shrixen Z Star or the Callaway Chrome Soft. I like playing, that. that is my go-to ball. Why would I get rid of that when I'm playing in the winter when I need to stay consistent? Well, hold on and let me explain. With the colder air, everything slows down. Your swing speed will slow down. Why is that? Well, because you're not outside in a t-shirt, brother. You are going to be bundled up wearing a warm sweater or jacket or something, and that is going to do what? It's going to restrict movement. So with the restricted movement, 
with the colder air, with your body being colder in general, your muscles are going to be tighter and you're not going to have the flexibility that you would have during those warmer summertime months. So with that being said, it's going to be more difficult to sustain and maintain your true swing speeds in the winter months versus the summer months. So you're going to be swinging slower. Your movement's going to be restricted. All of these are a great recipe for a lower compression golf ball. A lower compression golf ball is exactly as it sounds. It is easier to compress, meaning that at slower swing speeds, the ball will travel further. Yes, I know you like that Pro V1. I know you want to use it, but I'm telling you, during the colder weather, 45 and below, you are going to want to switch to a lower compression golf ball. It's going to suit your game much, much better in the wintertime. Now, I know you're probably saying, but whoa, 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 what about spin? Dude, I like to spin my ball into the green like Phil Mickelson. You know, I want to see that thing just hit, rip, and come on back. But you're not thinking about the weather conditions. Cold, wet, soft greens are not as receptive to spin and, and handling spin in the wintertime. They're just not. Your ball's going to thud and plug. Maybe you'll get a hop back out if you hit it real nice, but you don't have to worry about spin as much in the wintertime because the ground is cold and the greens are less receptive. So don't be afraid to choose that lower compression golf ball and you will see the benefits during the wintertime. I'm sure you will. And there's another huge benefit to a lower compression golf ball. Often they're cheap. So if your ball does get you know, lost in the mud or plugs so deep and you, you can't find it or something like that in the rough, it's okay because those golf balls are much, much cheaper than, say, losing a Titleist Pro V1 in the mud or in the hazard or something like that. So going with those lower compression golf balls helps out a lot, not only with your game, but also with your wallet. I mean, you'll be saving money left and right, man. You'll be like, you'll be Mr. Coupon on the golf course because you're going to pay lower greens fees. Your balls are going to be cheaper. I mean, you, you can't beat that, right? I mean, that's, that's also one of my favorite times to play golf because of those reasons. So number four, tip number four, dealing with wintertime golf. Now, this may be a no-brainer to a lot of you. Okay, we've talked about the ground conditions and how cold it is and the fact the ball's not going to run out as far. We've talked about the denser air and what that means for the ball flight and the resistance on the golf ball traveling through that colder and denser air. Now, all that being considered, I want to put you into a scenario or a scenario if you're from a different part of the country. And... Let's say you're going to a course that you play all the time, okay? You're, you're going up to a par 3 on your home course, okay? 200 yards into the par 3, and you know that you hit your 5-iron all the time. So you get on up there, you go ahead and grab the 5-iron, you go ahead and tee off, smack the ball, and the ball misses the green and falls short of the green. And you're thinking, what the heck? What's what's going on? This is the same club I hit all the time. I, I'm always making it to the green with no trouble. But here's, here's what you forgot to consider. It's cold outside, bruh. And because it's cold, that ball isn't going to travel as far. You're swinging slower. You're bundled up. The cold, dense air is reacting with that ball. If you had stopped and thought, wait a minute. It's 47 degrees out. I may need to club up and grab the six iron instead, you would be on the dance floor. So you got to stop and reassess and think about the conditions 
that are around you, even though you play that hole all the time, and that's the club that you use, in the wintertime, you got to learn to club up, which is tip number four. Don't be ashamed in reaching for that club and just having to club up, okay? It is okay. You know, even if you're playing golf with a buddy and he's going to hit the same old thing, it doesn't matter, okay? Let him be down there off the off the green, you know? Let him be chipping five or six times because of the cold, wet, muddy nastiness that he's playing in when you're on the green. And you'll be putting for birdie, all right? So don't be afraid to club up, okay? Now, before we get to tip number five, I want to ask you guys that if you've been enjoying this podcast, then please leave a rating or review. I'd really, really appreciate it. It really helps out the channel, and I want to hear what you have to say. Join the Rough Golf Podcast community and let me know how your game's going and what you think of the podcast so far. I would really appreciate it. So tip number five, okay? Every golf club that I've played at has some form or variation of this rule. So, when it gets cold outside and it gets cold and wet and muddy, most courses will allow a lift, clean, and place rule. Now, if you're new to golf and you're not familiar with this rule, lift, clean, and place basically allows you to pick up the ball up out of a a divot or uh, muddy ground, take a towel, wipe the ball off and get it clean, and then place the ball back as close to the original position as possible, no nearest the pin. Almost every course I've ever played in wintertime allows for that rule because they understand you're dealing with the conditions that you're dealt with that Mother Nature has put out there on the golf course. No one expects you to try to unplug a ball that's two inches into the mud in the rough with a wedge. You're going to damage the course, your clubs, your pride, just everything. So no, nobody wants that, okay? Golf says, wait a minute, we understand the conditions. We are going to give you a break here. And you, you take it because it is legal. This is a legal uh, rule that you can use and that will benefit your game. And you are allowed to go down, pick up the ball, clean it off, place it right back down, and continue playing. We all know that mud balls don't fly right, right? I mean, why would you want to even take the chance? Even if if at any point my ball has mud on it during the winter months, I'm going to utilize the lift, clean, and place rule. It's just the way to go. You pick it up, clean it off, set it back down, rock and roll, okay? you got to use this rule to your advantage because your scores are going to thank you for it. You can't hit a mud ball and expect it to fly correctly. It's not going to respond well. There's going to be drag on the ball. It could, you know, do a weird duck hook or a funny slice or any number of things. You just, you don't want to do it. The pros, well, I mean, how many times have you seen a pro hit a ball and doesn't go the way that they want it to go and they say something like mud ball or man, it was caked in mud or just anything like that because that's really what happens. You've got resistance on the ball. Uh, Don't cost yourself strokes. Use that rule, lift, clean, and place. Now, one caveat to that is that if you're playing in competition, you need to verify that rule before you start play. Because in some competitions, they will not allow you to use the lift, clean, and place rule. Maybe the course conditions are good enough to extent that they are not concerned about the ball plugging, or there could be any number of things. But you need to make sure you verify that before you start the competition to make sure that you don't get penalized if you were to use that rule during the winter. Now, there aren't that many golf competitions in winter, but if there are, 
then make sure that you are aware of the rules. Guys, take advantage of wintertime golf. It's absolutely one of the best times to play. It's easy on your wallet. It can get cold, but that's okay because there's gear out there to help you make it through those cold golfing days. And you're going to enjoy the fact that you are able to hone your skill through the wintertime when most of your buddies are not doing that at all. You know, you get to continue to play golf, and that is a good thing. You're, you're building your repertoire of skills in the golf community. I just want you to think about this. Let's just say that you go to a golf course and you're going to play in a tournament. Okay, This golf course happens to be uh, in an area that has a high rainfall amount. So the night before the competition takes place, it rains heavily and the course is nice and soggy and muddy. But because you played in those same conditions, soggy and wet, during the wintertime, you know how the ball is going to react. You know what clubs to hit. You know how the ball's going to run out. You've got a lot of advantages that you picked up in the wintertime that you can apply even in a, a spring game or a summer game after a heavy rain shower. So these rules don't just apply for wintertime. They're great to use in wintertime, but you can also use them when you consider similar course conditions, much like the one I just described to you. So guys, go out there, try out these tips, see how they improve your game. I guarantee you they will. You're gonna see good results, I know, because I've done these and my winter golf does improve and I am grateful for that. Please leave a rating or a review if you've enjoyed this podcast. I would really appreciate it. Definitely helps out the podcast and I wanna hear what you have to say. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on smoking.